Hello and welcome back to another episode of Nerd Soup. I am Aaron, the Nerd Soup Monkey, along here with Bo to review episode two of Loki. Don't have a title. <laughs> yeah, Let's don't. just make up titles, right? Loki Vacate to Pompeii. Mm. That's the official title. Yep. Just got that from Mickey. If you nailed that, that would be pretty sick. Vacate to Pompeii. Vacate to no, Pompeii. I think they've got a better title title guy there at Marvel. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I think that's like, it's pretty good. You should uh, look into that line of work. Well, that was my favorite part of the episode, not to jump around, but we might as well, right? Because they're doing it. They're going to the past. They're going to the future. Watching Tom Hiddleston just declare that it's the end of the world, speaking Latin to all these poor (laughs) citizens of Pompeii who don't even realize that they're about to be obliterated. Hilarious. You should have just played the song Pompeii by Bastille. (laughs) Right, that would have blasted it on the speakers. Driven the point home. Right. Uh, and Owen Wilson, Moby is telling him to start making bird noises <laughs> as one of the disturbances. Instead, he just pulls out a JBL speaker. <laughs> that's a, that's quite the variant. And if you close your eyes. And it's like, oh, this is pretty sick. This is awesome, yeah. All of a sudden, the volcano's vibing, doesn't even erupt. Yeah. That variant's happening. That's a fucking variant. Yeah. yeah. There goes the theory right out the door. <laughs> but I, I had a lot of fun with this episode. It's one of those episodes I didn't want to end. And uh, I was kind of disappointed seeing that there's only going to be six episodes. Disappointed only because I had so much fun with it. I just wanted to keep going and going. Uh, but a- another great episode for me. Yeah, that's I think that's the worst part. Uh, like, as happy as I am that we have screeners, as you watch the first two when you get them, then you have to wait pretty much three weeks until you get oh, yeah, I didn't even another think new about episode. That. Yeah, yeah. No, we're screwed. Yeah, so, well, hey, we have plenty of time to theorize, eh? Yeah, plenty of time to uh, <laughs> get shit wrong and then get shitted on in the yeah. comments. <laughs> that's that's the way we do it here. Yep. But yeah, building off of last episode, uh, I think even more in this episode, the relationship between Mobius and Loki and the on-screen screen chemistry with Owen Wilson and Tom Hiddleston is just fantastic. I don't know if Owen Wilson just works well with everybody, but I just feel like, and maybe Tom Hiddleston does too, but they're just perfect together. Yeah, Owen Wilson is a very calming presence on screen. It's just the whole vibes of mm-hmm. his personality. We always have this argument, actors playing themselves. Is that a skill? You watch Owen Wilson on screen, and obviously Tom Hiddleston is the better actor. But there's just something about his presence that that just makes you feel warm and fuzzy in in the inside. And the personality of the character, you know, in contrast with Loki, Loki's having all these, you know, doubts about his destiny, trying to maintain the control of his own life. Meanwhile, Mobius is completely content with the role he's playing at the TVA, that if you think too much into where you come from or who created you, you know, you're going to tie your brain into a pretzel. Yeah, like when he's like, well, it's ridiculous that you were... A frost giant, but adopted by <laughs> Odin. Odin, the god your of brothers, the, the god of thunder. <laughs> like right, everything. That's you, so. But yeah. it, it's so true, dude. Mm-hmm. Because watching the stuff at the TV, I'm thinking, this isn't believable. Uh, but the Loki stuff is, <laughs> <laughs> because we've had it for so long, right? It's just Asgard's a place, right, with a population of ten thousand that died in their apocalypse. But yeah, that was a, a funny back and forth between them, and they also had the the funny back and forth when. Loki was explaining the metaphor and completely destroying this guy's salad. Do you need food in the TVA? I don't know. I guess you could still enjoy some. But if you can enjoy, like, why why go with a salad? Yeah, he's trying to maintain his health. Meanwhile, he's an immortal, time-keeping being. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, i gotta, I got to shed a few pounds here. Mm. Those suits are, are tight, those 1980s detective suits. They are pretty fresh. Perfectly tailored, too. No, it is. The whole, vo- the whole setting of the TVA is just absolutely perfect. It makes you feel... 
just so impatient. Like when Loki's trying to get the files from the librarian, everything moves so slowly there, man. Uh, and it makes sense, right? They're the timekeepers. Time moves differently. They, they're just kind of moving at their own pace. Well, yeah, when he they're says, rush. it's like, are we in the future? Yeah, we sound like we're from the future. Right, right. But it's like they just op- operate outside of, I guess, time as we perceive it or the other characters perceive it. Yeah, it's the SpongeBob episode mm-hmm. when it's just there's just nothing. Or the family guy when they go outside of time. Hmm. I like a lot of cartoons. But uh, yeah, yeah, that, that's very interesting. Um, the philosophical discussions that they were having about time and how right. it impacts people. And we talked about it last week with the whole like determinism, free will type deal. And um, I felt I like the way they kind of tackled it here. It wasn't like too... Ins- like It didn't like hijack the entire premise of the show, but it was a nice little... Uh, background on some of those larger philosophical ways of thinking about certain aspects and they kind of touched upon it and you know that stuff is very interesting and Loki says are we the only people with free will since we're operating as like pretty much I'm a variant and you're operating with me so this is not how it's supposed to be right yeah and when they got into all the different versions of Loki out there um pretty much the same person but just different characteristics different characteristics different features and we saw a little bit of that at the end yeah, Lady Loki. <laughs> that was uh, very interesting. An idea that does come from the comics, and something that I always think about. What if I just came out a girl, Lady Bo? Well, what are the moral? That actually, f- sounds pretty dope. What are the moral guidelines when it comes to finding a female variant of yourself? Because I feel like Loki's going to try to bang himself. <laughs> I feel like that's incestual. <laughs> but banging yourself? Well, people do masturbate. Yeah. No, it could just be the ultimate form of masturbation. Damn, we're smart. Yeah. I like where your mind's at. Oh, that was the first thing I thought of. <laughs> if I found, like, a variant Aaron who's just uh, an attractive woman, I'd be like, all right, well, we're the same person, so. Yeah, hopefully variant Aaron's a baddie. Oh, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Any yeah. doubt? It's, uh, you, you saw the horns, the helmet that she's mm-hmm. rocking, and that's the classic Loki helmet, so... She was probably just tormenting those poor people at the church in episode one. And so that's a, that's who they equate her with, the devil. So, and I, I we talked about this before recording. It seems like she's a bit more violent than the traditional Loki. I know Loki in 2012 Avengers was kind of off the leash, a mad dog. But she seems like she's taking that even further. She doesn't, she takes prisoners, but that was the first time that she actually did that because she was trying to lure this mm-hmm. variant Loki in. But she's brutal, man. Just stabbing people in the back, walking around in the hood, scary, anonymous, ominous. Yeah, it's interesting ours. to think about. I wonder, like, even before we this revelation, um, I was wondering, this Loki variant, like, where is he in his, like, timeline? Right, where is she picking up from where we yeah. know Loki? Right. And kind of how much experience does she have with the TVA in this new world and technology? Because obviously she does have a lot of a lot of knowledge of this technology and how to use it because she's ahead of the game right now. Right. And she truly is the Loki 10 steps ahead of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering if her story picks up right after Thor 1. Um, I wonder if they'll try to spin it where Loki always says that he's been slighted. But Thor says that those are imagined slights. And yeah, you can make that case that Loki was conflicted because of um, him being adopted by Odin and then being passed over for the throne. I don't know if that's that warrants you trying to take over another planet. Maybe this lady Loki was truly slighted in a way by her family that warrants what she's doing now, or at least in her own 
eyes. Maybe it's more justifiable from her perspective. We look at what Loki does and we can understand it. We can never justify it. What if Lady Loki is doing something that's that's justifiable here? A, a real slight by her family and maybe this picks up right after Thor 1. But there are definitely other places where you could pick up on Loki's story and imagine that he would still go on this, this sort of rampage. Um, but this does feel like a darker Loki, to me at least. Right, and I... Yeah, I think that'll be interesting to find out like what's different with her in terms of what we've seen from our Loki in our movies. Right. Um, now, do you think what she did at the end, I mean, the consequences of that, we're going to see it play out over four episodes, but that's almost like... Four an, movies. <laughs> yeah, that's almost like something that... That's how you end the show, right? Yeah. Where the sacred timeline's destroyed, and then you go into... Spider-Man and Doctor Strange and you know Feige had the comments that this is going to be the most impactful show but it was a very uh, chaotic ending there yeah it seems like everything's all messed up now so we got to see how they're going to try to put the pieces back together and for an event like that to happen I wonder what the first scene of next episode is going to be right right just to see like what's going on and, and what are the true ramifications of this event yeah, how is the TVA going to react to it? How is Loki going to react to it? How do they, yeah, like how do they fix this problem? It's it's awesome. That's why I didn't want this show to end. It's been such a blast. And for that cliffhanger ending, it's just, yeah. ah, I need episode three. Definitely need it. But the beginning of the episode was great. When him behind the desk, reading his jet ski magazine, getting the tutorial from the woman in the TV, the projection. He's like, are you alive? Just to hit her. Um, so that was great. And even when they go out in the field for the first time, Loki trying to... I thought he had him there for a minute. He had me. He, yeah, no, he had me. It was like, damn, Detective Loki. Mm. This is really impressive. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, Mobius was was able to thwart him at the very end there. I B-15 like, just is not buying that shit at all, though. No. She's on his ass. I like how he's, like, trusting in Loki for some reason. Like, Well, it's the classic cop, you know, trusting yeah. in the criminal. Even when he gives him the, the knives at the end. <laughs> Right, and B-15's like, nope. nope. <laughs> this man Loki thought he was back in the game. No, he's just there to be uh, an advisor. He looks good in the jacket. <laughs> yeah, he does. The big variant on the back. Yeah. Um, and that was also funny when they had the conversation about jet skis. It, it reminds Mobius of what he's fighting for. Uh, I, I forget how he described it, but it was pretty funny. That's his inspiration. And we talked about this on the last review. They're going to design the interior of the TVA. What time period they go to? The 1980s. Mm-hmm. Right? So specific of all the different timelines they have access to. What is he fighting for? 1990s jet skis. Jet skis are pretty awesome. They are pretty cool. I'm very interested in the timekeepers, though. I don't trust them. You know what? I really hope they are giant CGI lizards. I hope they don't just make them regular dudes. Like, they hype them up as these monsters. I want them to look like celestial beings mm-hmm. that they are. And, and Because the way they describe them, that they're unweaving the knots of time to determine the future, right? So it's not like they're writing it. They're just trying to figure it out. They're trying to map it for everybody else, right? Yeah. It's kind of just like trying to map out everybody's path. And it sounds like a shitty life to live, but... Right? The life they chose. That is the definition of being being burdened with glorious purpose. Yeah. This guy Loki thinks taking over New York City is glorious purpose. And you got the timekeepers on weaving time knots and shit. Um, But the the back and forth in this episode have been so well written. Just the vibe of every scene. Like when Mobius is talking to the judge trying to get the okay. um, Just the way it's shot. The Mm -hmm. classical music and like the interior decoration. It's just... The tone of this show has been so tight. 
Well, it's a weird place, and it's shot like it is a strange foreign place. Right. Weird and familiar. Because yeah. Because you, you obviously you, you know where those sets come from, but it is strange. Yes. Something off. And like you said, those conversations throughout the episodes are some of the strongest parts, I think. And they all involve Owen Wilson, how he bounces off the judge, how he bounces off Loki, how he bounces off his co-workers. It really is, he really is just a standout so far at the show yeah. for me. Because we already know how great Loki is and how, how to- great Tom Hiddleston is, is at that, and how great Tom Hiddleston is at playing that character. But this is just a welcome surprise. And Well, he's a character with a strong moral center, and he's not phased by all the Lokiness. So even though he doesn't agree with a lot of the things that Loki will do, he's not so offended by it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's not going to to hate Loki for for backstabbing him. He's anticipating it. He's a very smart character, and like I said, he's got the moral center where he knows what he's fighting for. Whereas Loki has absolutely no clue. So that's why it kind of it makes them the perfect pair. You know, he's and that's the thing. Tom Hiddleston has had such great chemistry with every character he's played off of in the MCU and now he's getting the chance to lead doing a great job of it and he's got his perfect complimentary player here with Mobius. Do you find it odd that it's so earth centric though? <laughs> That's always going to be the MCU, right? Yeah. It's just always going to be earth. Uh they haven't Yeah, they haven't gone to any other planets. Yeah. I mean they touch on Ragnarok. Right, and that's the thing with with the variant Loki they're very aware of the other planets mm-hmm. in the cosmos. So I wonder if we get more of that moving forward. Will they go to Asgard at certain points or different planets within the realms? You know it costs a lot less than filming an Asgard set? Filming in Oklahoma? Yeah. <laughs> or wherever they were at the end? Just a giant superstar, an abandoned superstar. <laughs> Spruce it up with CGI. Right. Yeah. No, it's... and. It's funny because the ideas of the show are so epic, but these, like, just in the beginning with the Renaissance Fair, and the woman's like, some of us really need this. You know, it's, Mm -hmm. like you said, it is very Earth-centric, the smaller sets. But I've enjoyed that so far, and hopefully they do go more cosmic. Did you see that Spider-Man mask in 2050 in the background in the store? No, that's awesome. I didn't notice that. It was a black Spider-Man mask. Ooh, interesting. Well, the concept of... You know, when apocalypse is imminent, uh, imminent, you can do whatever you want because they're not going to create any branches. Everyone's going to be destroyed. That's mm-hmm. a very neat idea from a philosophical standpoint. Right. You could do whatever you want, but if no one's going to, if the outcome is still the same, then nothing really changes. Right. Right. So they test that out in Pompeii. And like I mentioned in the beginning of the re- review, that was probably, probably my favorite scene of the episode. Um, and I, I thought, you know, maybe. Um, because when he reads the file about Ragnarok and he starts to tear up, that's also been a great part of these first two episodes. Him getting all of this in, in such little time, mm-hmm. having to deal with these huge traumatic events that we've witnessed. I thought that was going to change his aspirations where he wants to now save Asgard. Maybe that could still be true because he tells Variant Loki, I want to take over the TVA. Variant Loki's like, you're thinking too small. Maybe that is his kind of altruistic goal here, to save his people. To save his planet, something that Thor couldn't do. I mean, that would change everything, obviously. Ragnarok has to happen, so maybe it can't be that. But maybe Variant Loki's trying to do that as well. Who knows? Maybe they're trying to change things permanently because they want to bring back their uh, their planet. Yeah, like, what is his endgame here? Are they just going to, like, dust him when he's, do- when he's done? Yeah, I mean, basically, right? I mean, Mobius is kind of iffy on giving him an audience with the timekeepers he kind of teases it Mm. but never says he'll actually do it you got to keep an eye on that you know cops do that shit yeah (laughs) um 
we, we're still yet to see those images of Loki with the campaign badge, mm-hmm. and he's got the horns on again, and he's got, like, Vikings behind him. <laughs> um, so I don't know what the hell is going to happen there. Maybe the timekeeper's term limits are up, right? Well, yeah, I mean, he follows his variant to wherever she was going, so right. he's kind of a little rogue right now. So I guess right now you can just operate and do anything because everything's gone to shit regardless. So And you imagine the TVA is going to get him back into custody. But yeah, he's chasing variant Loki, and we see, we may see more chaotic events happen in the beginning of episode three before everything kind of gets back into order. But those those interactions between Loki and Loki, what did you think about that? I enjoyed the obviously the reveal was pretty cool, and I kind of saw something like that coming because they never shown the variant Loki, and it's like if it's just Tom Hiddleston, then you can just show it, That's right? Because then you're obviously building up to a reveal. Um, so I, I thought Matt Damon. <laughs> now that. <laughs> for for a little bit, I thought, oh, they could have fucking put Matt Damon in this show as variant Loki. I did enjoy watching the other Lokis though, like the uh, when Loki put into B thirteen and just uh, the worker of the store and things like that, and them trying to act like Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> like, yeah, I, right. I found that very fun to watch. And then when uh, she came out, I, I thought I want to rewatch it again. So when it comes out, I'll rewatch it. I just want to see like the different mannerisms and how they kind of. Uh, mirror each other in that sense. Right. Yeah, they did a, all those actors did a good job of trying to imitate Tom Hiddleston. And like I said, I feel like Lady Loki is a darker version of the character, maybe a more mature version of the character. Even if Loki, this Loki met Loki from Endgame or Infinity War, there'd be some differences there. It is a different Loki, a more mature Loki. So she seemed to be annoyed by our Loki. I don't know, I just thought when he's like, uh, it's like, I don't, I don't like the backstab. It's like, Loki, I've literally watched your whole life. You've backstabbed at least 50 times. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, just stabbing people in the fucking back. There also could be a possibility that our Loki is ahead of the game. That he anticipated this variant Loki. I think that could be a reveal near the end of the season. That he truly was the one who's been ahead of the game in every aspect. Because you mentioned this um, while just watching the first episode. When he successfully thwarts B-15 and puts her in that loop. Like, is that the first fight Loki has ever won? Because Loki, he talks a big game, but he's always losing. He yeah. never wins anything. You know, he's his mastermind, uh, and his plans always fucking blow up in his face. So maybe this is the chance, him leading his own series, where, once again, it looks like he's on the ropes. That he is not ten steps ahead, he's ten steps behind, but maybe he's twenty steps ahead. I think that would be cool for the character to finally give him his win. Instead of, you know, his win so far in the MCU has just been getting his neck broken by Thanos or not being a total douche in Ragnarok. It is similar to Ragnarok, right? Because his whole idea was to take over that shitty-ass planet, take over Jeff Goldblum's job, and then he gives up on that dream to mm. save his planet. So maybe there, we, we see something here, s- something similar with this series. He's trying to take over the TVA, and then he ends up trying to do the right thing. I kind of want him not doing the right thing. I just want him to win, you know? I just want to see this battle of wits continue with Loki on top. Yeah. Our Loki. Yeah, of course. I wonder what the Avengers are up to in 2050. Well, Spider-Man's probably the leader. Well, it could be a different Spider-Man. Yeah, Miles Morales, right? Mm. I wonder what variant Avengers are doing. Too many, this is opening up too many avenues for me to <laughs> go down. You can't think about it too much because your mind will be... Th- I, I'm calling it right now on this review. If it's not in... It's going to be in the Multiverse of Madness. Tom Cruise will show up as Iron Man. I guarantee they do that. It's too good not to do it. Because there's all those rumors about... You always see it. The alternate reality where Tom Cruise played Iron Man. It's going to happen. Because I think... Too meta? No, I think... But it will be like a quick... 
like, oh, where are we? We're like, and then Tom Cruise is like, hey, Tony Stark. It's like, the hell is this? And then they snap into another world, you know? Something mm-hmm. sweet and quick. Marvel's got that back. You shove out a little, some doge to Tommy, Tommy C. <laughs> Maybe it's not Tom Cruise, but I think we're going to see a lot of cameos in these movies where alternate actors are playing some of these Avengers. Right, I could see that. I mean, look, like Deadpool managed to get Brad Pitt for a split second, right? So the MCU can get Brad Pitt split second like he was Captain America or something like that. But that's what this show is opening the possibilities up for, right? Yeah, I guess so. And I wonder if we're going to get any other cameos in Loki. I mean, we've gotten like scenes of things we've already seen from other characters, but I wonder like anything new from anybody. This is the show that could really do it, right? Mm-hmm. With uh, especially within the MCU, kind of actors maybe playing different versions of their characters. That would be well. They they talked about Chris Evans has a cameo, right? I don't know. Yeah, Chris Evans has a cameo as Captain America in a future project. Um, maybe it's Loki. Maybe he shows up as an alternate Cap, right? Or maybe Peggy Carter shows up as Captain Captain Britain. Possibilities are endless, man. Yeah, I'm blowing your mind right now, right? Yeah. What if what if is an actual thing? Like it just takes place within these multiverses. Right, yeah. Well, the idea of the multiverse is weird with the sacred timeline cuz I think of it like a, like a, one of those Twizzlers that you peel. Right. So if one of the Twizzlers comes out, yeah. That's the multiverse. Yes. But there are still alternate realities within the big Twizzler. But all the multiverses are intertwined into a big, regular Twizzler. Right. That's a great, the Twizzler metaphor. Yep. They're going to study that in physics classes hundreds of years from now. (laughs) Nerd suit monkey. (laughs) Just solve the multiverse. Well, I think it does suck that we have to wait now two and a half weeks for episode three, but my mind's going to be racing thinking about it until that point. And we'll follow along as it drops weekly. And man, like I said before... First episode, first scene of episode three. Can't wait. Yeah. Well, I, it's going to be fun to rewatch these episodes. Yeah, definitely. Just to watch with everybody, see how the internet responds. And uh, I can't wait for episode three, man. This this really could be the best Marvel show. We say that with every Marvel show that comes out when the first couple of episodes are good. Like, yo, this could be the Marvel show or the it's, Disney Plus show. It's literally the first one, WandaVision. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> it was by default the best. Yeah. <laughs> one of one. Damn, we were making some good points in that video. Hey guys, Aaron and Nerd Suit Monkey here. Before we end this video, I want to give a quick shout out to our Patreon supporters. What can I say about you guys that I haven't already said about myself? You are the most important part of the channel and the main reason we keep going strong. Like Bo says, you keep the lights on in the fridge so the fridge is full. Or, or something like that. So, from everyone here at Nerd Soup, I'd like to thank you guys for your continued support. If you're interested in joining the ranks of our patron supporters, head over to patreon.com slash nerdsoup and check out the rewards we offer to our patrons. We recently dropped some new stickers for you guys to check out, or you could choose a tier that will allow you to select a movie, show, or video game for us to review. We've got a full slate of fan-suggested reviews coming your way, and we're really excited about the chance to review some of those movies and shows. We've also got t-shirts, mugs, behind-the-scenes videos showing how we bring our videos to life. And once again, thank you to all our Patreon pledgers who have been supporting us throughout the years. Without you, we wouldn't be able to convert all your pledges into cryptocurrency, so thank you from my future self for making us rich.